welcome to the Hibs Observer afternoon briefing live here on Wednesday. Uh, it's me, Liam Bryce, with Patrick McPartland, as always, uh, to have a wee look back over the past week or so um, at Easter Road, or more accurately in Dubai, um, and then look ahead to this weekend's Scottish Cup visit to Forfar Athletic. Um, Patrick, just Hibs, probably back uh, from their winter training camp in Dubai. Um, we heard from Nick Montgomery earlier on this week, uh, and he was just kind of really saying that he thought it was a really worthwhile exercise. Uh, the kind of phrase that stuck out was that he put his players through a mini pre-season um, just to, to really kind of work them hard um, and try and get fitness levels and levels of sharpness and tactical awareness, all of that stuff up for the second half of the season. Um Obviously, we've seen pictures coming through, and we heard from the manager the other day. Um, so, what, what did you make of his his uh, press? I mean, there was a lot of kind of facets to his press conference uh, the other day, and we'll probably just try and work our way through them. Different topics: the training camp, transfers, injured players, and a bit of everything in between. Uh, but if we just come to the training camp first, um, it did seem as though he felt it was like uh, he was pleased with how it went. I think it, it was safe to say he was given off that impression. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing for me is that he's been referring to like a, a mini preseason. Obviously, he didn't get um, an actual preseason with with the team because obviously he was still still in Australia. Hibs were still being managed by by Lee Johnson, and obviously they had that um, that camp in Spain um, before going into the European games. But I think it's interesting that he he seems to have seen something in like the players since he's he's sort of been in the job that suggests they maybe aren't as fit. Not necessarily as they could be, but they maybe aren't as fit as they need to be for the the way he wants to play. And I think that you know you can you can see that all the dots being joined up. That if the players aren't fit enough to play the way that he wants them to play, then they're not going to be able to you know carry out instructions. Results are not going to wait. Results are not going to go the way that uh, the management and the players want them to. And you know that's that's obviously something that needs to be needs to be picked up on. And I think that I mean, certainly. I know we'll come on to this later, but I know you've been um, you've been looking at kind of the race charts, which just shows quite a dramatic drop off in in energy levels um, from Hibs sort of in the first half of the season, and you know I think that's something that's probably quite alarming in general. Never mind how Montgomery wants to play or how Lee Johnson wanted to play, and you know a part of that could be you're putting extra pressure on players like Martin Boyle who come back from injury. You've got players like Dylan Levitt who you know didn't really get that sort of proper preseason. And you know you've also got players coming in and out. You look at Jair Tavares, who you know didn't play for so long. It's it's going to be taking a toll on him as well. And you know that was the kind of standout thing for me. And I think that you know these double sessions, or I think even triple sessions that were rumoured in in some instances, um, and then playing a playing a friendly match when you know the players were at probably their most most fatigued. Um, which again, something else we'll we'll touch on a bit later. I think is. Um, it's it's good because it suggests that Montgomery knows kind of what the biggest issues were in the first half of the season, and he's doing something about it to to try and fix it for the second half. Yeah, definitely. Ah, uh, it's. I think there was a kind of sense you could sort of see it with your eyes that that Hibs were sort of maybe you know dropping off after a certain point in games. There was a lot of talk at the time about you know the conceding the late goals as being part of this sort of kind of it being a psychological issue, but I think maybe sort of looking back on it now, it's. It was probably just more likely that's a case of tired legs, tired minds mm-hmm. um, kicking in. And as you kind of neatly alluded to there, um, I've been looking into it today, um, looking back over kind of most, if not all, of the games since Nick Montgomery came in, just to try and get a kind of 
a sense of how these games panned out and whether there was a sort of pattern um, to, you know, Hibs conceding these late goals or, you know, kind of dropping off in the, the latter stages of games. And there certainly is. You can, um, obviously, we use, you know, stats bomb for a lot of our kind of analysis stuff. And there is a really kind of um, handy feature that just sort of plots out um, how teams accumulate expected goals, kind of their expected goals accumulation over the, the 90 minutes, which basically is, is sort of one of those kind of often misunderstood phrases. But it just kind of refers to the quality of chances that are created um, throughout by a team throughout the ninety minutes, and you get a it plots the two teams' xG over the ninety minutes against each other, and it just gives you a kind of nice. You might have seen it before if you've read any of our analysis stuff, and it gives you a, a just a, a sense of the flow of the game and who was on top at various points. And as I said, we'll get into this in much more detail in an article that'll be coming out on the website tomorrow. But there is a, a really kind of stark trend in a lot of games, and some even more kind of stark. At, and some of the games that Hibs actually won where after sort of maybe 65, 70 minutes or so, it was clear that, you know, Hibs kind of influence on the game was waning and the opponent was was getting stronger. Um, so it has definitely been a pattern and you kind of, you link that to what Nick Montgomery's been saying about the need for a mini pre-season. It's certainly, you know, it, it, it certainly, he's not kind of said it in public, he's not the kind of guy who's going to come out and slate his players and say, oh, these guys aren't fit enough. Because then that is then would by you know turn be taken as a slight on the previous management team and he's just not really that kind of kind of guy Montgomery. Um, but you know reading between the lines of what he said and looking at the sort of data available, it is kind of clear that there's a drop off um, in his intensity and their kind of influence on games after a certain time. And I mean it's it'd be maybe a wee bit unfair to blame that entirely on you know fitness because I think it's the not being able to make subs as well or impactful subs as we've seen over the mm-hmm. uh, the course of the first half of the season. It's he, he has been a bit light on bodies uh, on the bench, Nick Montgomery, and that kind of it, it does tell when you're looking for you know, you're looking to your bench and you know looking for guys to come on and make a really telling impact, and you just don't have the numbers in certain positions, particularly maybe in attacking areas. You know, with various guys out injured at various points. Um, so I, it's it's clear, clear, becoming clear what the purpose of uh, the training camp was, and it's probably a wee while down the line, but before we'll see, you know, if it's it's really yielded those results, because I think, you know, as well as improving fitness, obviously the the kind of the other key to you know making sure Hibs don't fall out of games is adding depth to the squad, um, which is kind of an ongoing process throughout January. Um, but I suppose the main points to come out of the press conference the other day was the fact that uh, Hibs wouldn't be advancing their interest in Adrian, the Brazilian uh, attacker who joined the training camp uh, over in Dubai. Um, Montgomery, you've kind of maybe alluded to that he just wasn't at the you know the match fitness levels required, despite clearly being a talented player. Um, so that's one that won't be going anywhere. There was a kind of a bit more vague on young Chris Moore, uh, the, the young lad from Leeds United, sorry, uh, who joined the training camp as well. And do you feel, I mean, what Montgomery said was that he would go back to Leeds and then there would maybe be a discussion on what happens next. Uh, but he also said at the same time that, you know, that Kanai Omegua came from his loan at Airdrie and really impressed at the training camp. Do you think how, again, I'm just speculating a wee bit here, but, you know, has maybe how well Megua has shown up at the training camp. Has that maybe influenced, you know, the thinking that perhaps that you know maybe we don't need to to bring in young Chris Moore as well, if indeed that ends up being the case. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of of trying to read between the lines um, from what managers are saying, but sometimes they they sort of come out and it's there in black and white. And there was a lot of a lot of Montgomery's comments about about Kanai Omega were were very kind of positive and quite telling. I thought like there seemed to be the suggestion that he'd you know he'd maybe impressed more than they'd kind of been expecting um, that he'd done really well. I mean, obviously he's been doing really well at Airdrie, and it seems like he's just kind of taken that form. Um, Obviously, he'll have confidence from the way he's been performing, and he's obviously taken that into the training camp. And he's, you know, he's maybe, maybe sort of surprised a couple of people. Um, I mean, I know, I know, even before his, his loan spell at Airdrie, a lot of the the sort of first teamers at, at Hibs were sort of really impressed by what he was doing, and they thought he was, you know, thought thought he really had a chance of kind of catching the eye. And then, you know, he goes out on loan, and you think, well, is that, you know, does he kind of miss the boat? But yeah, I think it's. I'm trying to remember the exact words that, that Montgomery used, but it was I think it was something to do with the one thing he needs to work on is the sort of the way that Hibs play football and the way that he can get better at that is by training with the first team. Now, obviously if he's on loan at Airdrie, he's not going to be training with the Hibs first team. So I suppose, I mean, it, it sounds a little bit as though Montgomery's kind of made his mind up already. Um it could have been that Chris Moore's availability was, you know, a, a sort of plus point given sort of how how thin it was in terms of bodies um, in the training camp. You know, we've already seen like Adrian was kind of there to make up numbers or a couple of uh, academy age goalkeepers on trial again, just to make up numbers. And, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things where you've got players on trial and it's, you know, you're not really losing anything um, by, you know, having a look at them. And I know, you know we've seen the the reaction from fans, which, you know, seems to be along the lines of, you know, why are heads bothering giving a trial to someone who hasn't played in six months why are we giving a trial to someone who possibly isn't any better than what we've already got in the building? And I, I do kind of understand that, but you know, you just never know. And it, it does seem that the sort of biggest point for Hibs here was having enough bodies to be able to do training drills. Never mind, uh, you know, take part in a, a training game. And obviously, they didn't have enough bodies for two training games, which which tells its own story. But yeah, I, I just felt it was quite. It was quite, I don't know if it was vague or whether it was just sort of, I, I kind of get the impression that, you know, depending on what happens with other targets or other, you know, potential kind of bits of loan business, that Chris Moore could still be an option. So, you know, Montgomery was maybe sort of trying very, very carefully not to sort of like completely draw a line under it, but just, I suppose, you know, keep him keep him in as an, as an option. Um, I mean, it seems that Leeds want him to go out on loan. It could be as we've seen so often with transfer windows that, you know, these loans do go up until the, you know, like the 11th hour, sometimes literally. Um, but I think, yeah, going by what Montgomery said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, there's, I, mean, I don't think he'll have made his mind up, but I do think there'll have been, you know, he'll be having a, a, a really hard think about whether or not to recall uh, Canaio sort of officially. I think the only the only issue, the, the sort of main issue maybe for him is that if he comes back and he's playing in the first team, then you know there's obviously a chance that he improves because he's training with the first team. He gets familiar with the style of play, and you know you, you've got someone who can come in and you know either start games, come on in games, freshen things up, which as we've been saying has been a problem. But you know maybe they'll, they'll feel he's better served by sort of seeing out the season with Airdrie and continuing to build there and then coming back in the summer. So I think it's. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't particularly like to be in, in Nick Montgomery's shoes at this point because. You know, it, it sounds like a really tough decision to make. There's obviously a, a lot of clamour from from supporters to bring him back, and I think you just need to 
just need to have a look at Airdrie Twitter to see um, you know, how how much they've sort of enjoyed having him in the team and um, you know, the effect that he's had not only on their sort of like results, but I think in the fan base as well, um, just the sort of personality off the off the pitch too. So yeah, I think I don't think anything's sort of done and dusted yet. Um it wouldn't surprise me if if they did recall Canayo possibly after after this weekend. Obviously he's cup tied, so he, he could sort of have a, a kind of final mm-hmm. a final game for Airdrie if you like and then get recalled. But you know, again with transfer windows it, it possibly depends on sort of business that Hibs do elsewhere. Um so I wouldn't I wouldn't like to sort of nail uh, Neil McCullers to the mast one way or another, but it certainly seems that he's uh Given Montgomery a decision to make, which might not be the easiest one he's he's had to do in his management career so far. Yeah, yep. As I said, it was he did tread quite a fine line. I thought it was really kind of difficult to try and you know kind of analyze what he was exactly it was he was saying um, in terms of that Montgomery. Care. It did maybe just a case of you know he's not exactly made up his mind as to what the the best thing to do is because it's uh, there is a lot. I think with Megwa in particular, there's, there's quite a lot to juggle. Um, because he's obviously somebody who's rated highly, as you say, and it's just whether they feel that it's he's going to play enough of a part to come back from his loan. Um, and, you know, obviously they don't want him sitting on the bench. Uh, Chris Moore maybe comes under the, the bracket of, he's stated quite a few times, Montgomery, that he only wants guys who are going to come in and impact the first team right away. And obviously, the kind of noises we've seen in the media down south about um, Moore is that Leeds do feel that he's ready for first team football, but at this stage, he he, he doesn't have any senior experience, so it would be a wee bit of a gamble, I suppose, in that way. Um, And I suppose that's the you know where the trial becomes becomes useful, Um, not just in terms of you know an extra body to make up the numbers, but really being able to tell is this a kid who's going to be able to come in and uh, impact our first team. Um, so, yeah, as we said, it was a wee bit difficult to kind of gauge exactly how Nick Montgomery was um, he was going to play it. Um, I suppose you can. The full press conference is available online, a full video of the, the press conference if you want to take a look at it and try and maybe uh, gauge that yourselves. I kind of feel compelled to mention, though, that if you do watch the press conference, there is a, a serious jump scare about 20 minutes in um, when the Zoom call really unfortunately click um switches to my face and it's like completely zoomed in about a hundred times. I look like that big sphere thing in Las Vegas that you see. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, beware of that um, if you're going to watch this press conference. Um you're really selling it. This is, yeah, I know, I know. I, I just I just don't want people getting a fright to be honest with you. It really is. It's not great at all. Um I'll need to do something about my zoom settings before the next time I go on one of those. Uh, but yeah, I mean, elsewhere, um, Montgomery, he was asked about young Musa Turi as well. and But again, that looks to be certainly, you know, he said it quite plainly. If he's going to, if this is a player that Hibs are going to bring in, then he certainly wouldn't be a, arriving before the summer. Um, so it kind of it puts it a wee bit, you know, maybe a wee bit sort of light on the ground at the moment in terms of, you know, confirmed targets. And we now are sort of halfway over halfway through the window, we're getting to that stage where people might, you know, start getting a wee bit touchy at a lack of movement. Um, but I suppose, Patrick, we probably do, we do still expect people to come in between now and the, the end of the, the window, don't we? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it's worth remembering some people were getting touchy on January the 2nd. Um, such was yeah. the uh, kind of... Such the is general. the nature of the transfer window, to be fair. Exactly. And I think just when you, you look at how Hibs kind of hurtled over the finish line against Motherwell, obviously... You know, injury time equaliser. 
from Ellie Yuan with considerable helping hand or leg from uh, from Beavis Mugabe. That's you know, I think that game. Obviously, there were good bits in that game. I've, I've said before it was kind of like Hibs and microcosm uh, under Montgomery that there were a lot of good bits, and then there were some not so good bits. Um, and I think that just sort of kind of exacerbated the, you know, the, the kind of fact that Hibs do need to bring more bodies in. But I mean, we, you know, we're, we've been told by countless managers, not not just the managers of Hibs, but you know, elsewhere, that January is a really hard window. It's you know, it, it does sound like a bit of a, a kind of mad scramble to to bring in players who are going to make a difference um, and crucially sort of make a difference straight away, which, you know, I think you can't, can't really afford to bring in kind of project players in this month. Um, and I think that's, I think that's something that Hibs actually did quite well uh, this time last year where, you know, they kind of brought players in who could make an impact from the start. Um, I mean, you know, I've seen people calling for CJ Egan Riley to be brought back this window. I mean, he's not, somebody else has not played a lot of senior football since he was last at Hibs, if any. Um, and, you know, obviously there's there's not really any room for for sentiment in football, but it's, I would be really surprised if there wasn't sort of more, I think things will start to pick up pace um, as the sort of end of the window gets closer because clubs and players and directors of football, managers, etc. They'll, they'll start to sort of figure out the, you know, the way the wind's blowing and, you know, players that might have been going somewhere else might end up not going there and then they become an option or, you know, something else might click. It's, you know, there's, there's so many kind of moving parts to it. Um, and, you know, I, I don't imagine somebody with Brian McDermott's experiences sitting around twiddling his thumbs waiting for agents to give him a call. I mean, <laughs> he's, he'll be he'll be sort of out out and about sort of speaking to as many different people as possible, um, you know, about targets that you know, fit the bill, not only for, for Nick Montgomery in terms of, you know, are they ready to hit the ground running? Can they sort of play the way we want them to? Can they make an impact? You know, but also that kind of being the right character that, you know, I think is yeah. McDermott's made a lot of and, and Nick Montgomery has as well that, you know, that they don't just want to bring somebody in for the sake of it. They've got to be the right sort of person for the, you know, for the group, for the squad. And, you know, I think I think that probably adds another layer of, of frustration. <laughs> you're trying to bring in players in, in what is a difficult month already. Um, you know, that if you're trying to you're just trying to bring in a player who's ticked so many boxes and you either need to, you know, maybe make allowances and sort of say, you know what, it doesn't tick every box, but it's the best we'll get, or you kind of keep on looking with that sort of faith that no, we will, you know, we will get our man. And, you know, Hibs have already said, I think, through possibly McDermott and Montgomery that, you know, it's probably a, a transfer window in which they're going to be looking to bring in loan players. And, you know, we know how that goes. Like, you know, it can go up to the, right to the wire, uh, right down to the wire even. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, like, I mean, I think every manager would like to have players in on January the 1st so that they can get, you know, as much time working with them as possible, um, particularly in, in in Scotland when you've got the winter break for the the top flight teams. Um, you know, to have that sort of extra time just to work with them would be great ideal. But you know, it doesn't work like that. Football's football isn't perfect in that sense. So, um, I don't I don't really think it's a bad thing. I mean, I I have to assume that Hibs have probably more targets than we might think, but they're just keeping them under wraps. They're doing really well at um, you know not letting anything leak out. Um, which I think has been a, a bit of an issue in the past where, you know, something's got out and, you know, obviously there's the danger that if something if something becomes public, then another club can can jump in on that or, you know, the, the move can fall through. 
So I think it's it is just really it's a case of playing the waiting game and you know seeing what kind of rabbits they can they can bring out of the hat. Um, I suppose what I would say is that you know with the players coming back from from injury, it potentially means there's not as much need to bring in um, you know as many players this window as you might have seen in previous years. Um, but obviously, you know those players have to be ready to go as well. So it's you know I think there's a there's a lot of spinning plates going on um, at Easter Road, and you know you mentioned Musa Turi there. I think obviously there's this sort of needs to bring players in this month. I don't think there's anything wrong with planning long term either. I think it probably makes no. sense, um, but again, it's, it's probably a little bit yeah, a little bit frustrating for fans who just want to see something, anything. Um, a know, scarf happen. above the head. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, wearing the shirt at uh, HTC, something like that. And it's, I mean, uh, we've, we've talked before, I think, about how, you know, Hibs have in the past hyped players up beyond kind of reasonable expectation. And then that sort of put extra pressure on the player. But I think maybe, you know, it's it's possible almost to sort of do it in reverse as far as fans are concerned. You know, if there's nothing coming out, no rumours, you know, no sort of, slightly interesting people seeing at Easter Road or getting a tour of the training centre, then you know it's it does sort of um it does it does sort of leave the fans feeling a little bit kind of uh I think nervous would be the, the best way of putting it. But you know it's it's like this every every January window and there's always something that happens um you know towards the end. So I think it's a case of watching the space and, and seeing what happens. Yeah, and as you alluded to there, I think the the situation is maybe sort of nuanced and maybe complicated a wee bit by the fact that there, there are going to be a number of guys coming back into the fold before too long. You obviously got three, um, you know, guys who were in the team just about every week coming back from international duty. Uh, Harry McCurdy was involved um, in the Motherwell game before the break, and then you've obviously got the likes of Chris Cadden, Jake Doyle-Hayes, and... Adam Afondra, who have been seen joining in uh, at the training camp as well. But I think it was maybe notable that Montgomery did that he did move a wee bit to maybe sort of temper expectation around a couple of them at least. Just, you know, obviously McCurdy's back involved, but I think there was maybe he was wary of maybe people jumping to the conclusion that oh I've seen, we've seen Cadden at the uh, training camp, we've seen Doyle Hayes, we've seen LaFondra. The you know, these guys are going to be you know right back in the mix in the next, you know over the next couple of, maybe, you know, next couple of games. But I got the impression he maybe moved to temper that a wee bit and that they were, they're still, you know, as much as these guys are now in, are now doing some kind of team training, it's, they, they might be a wee, bit, a wee well yet before we see a few of them. Yeah, I think that's that's probably uh, a kind of fair summation. I mean, you know, Montgomery said himself that it's not enough for the players to be fit, they have to be match fit. And in order for them to be match fit, they have to be playing games. They have to be playing, uh, you know, bounce games, reserve matches, um, and then slowly building up their mm-hmm. first team minutes off the bench. You'd imagine, and it's it's difficult to do that um, in you know during the winter break. It's difficult to do it during the regular season as well. But you know, I, I can imagine that that's that is probably on the cards. You look at the Servette friendly that they played in, um, you know, in Dubai last week, and I think. You know, a lot of people looking at the standard of the opposition and sort of saying, you know, getting beaten five one doesn't bode very well for the, you know, for the rest of the season. But you know, worth worth remembering, I think, or worth pointing out that you know this is a friendly that was played basically after Hibs had done, if you know, two 
possibly one session. And Montgomery said this in his Hibs TV uh, interview that it was kind of designed to assess how the players performed while fatigued. Obviously, scoring the opener and then conceding five in the first half, um, you know, doesn't look great. But, you know, to go back to what we were saying before, it's, it's obviously part of this kind of process to try and, you know, work out why the players are kind of dropping off in, in terms of energy levels um, to the extent they have been and how to stop that. Um, but, you know, it's it's you wouldn't want players being rushed back. I mean, we saw what happened to Martin Boyle, where he was almost played out of necessity. And then, you know, Montgomery was almost having to rest him because of medical advice when he probably didn't want to. And he'll be, I think he'd be very kind of keen to avoid any repeats like that, especially when you consider how influential Lafondra was before he got injured. Um, you know, just having that player, having that player can probably help get the best out of Dylan Vente again. I think that's that's sort of like the main the main sort of hope for uh for Lafondra coming back. And the impression I got from Montgomery was that he's maybe a little bit further ahead in terms of his recovery than they maybe expected, which is a good thing. But at the same time you don't want to rush it. You don't want to risk players breaking down again or recurrences of injuries. Um you know you want to have a squad that if, you, if you're the manager, you want to have a squad of players that, you know, has a, a starting eleven, has players who can come off the bench and make an impact. But also, you know, you want to have you want to have that competition in training. You want players fighting for match day squad uh, match day uh places. Like if you don't if you don't have enough players for that, you know, there's maybe we talked about the psychological element in games that if players know that they're going to be in starting lineup or they know they're going to be on yeah. the bench, then you know it's it's maybe a little bit difficult to, to sort of properly get up for um you know, for two or three games a week, uh, whatever the kind of running order is. But I think if you've got that extra competition and training, if if you've got, um, you know, just take Jake Doyle Hayes coming back, for example, and then you've got four players arguably competing for two central midfield um, spots, then, you know, I think that sort of adds something to it. And I think it's, you know, I think that's kind of what Hibs have been missing. And that's, you know, not, not to take anything away from, uh, you know, the younger lads who've come in from the under-18s. But, you know, it's you know you hear players talk about this all the time that having that level of competition is good it keeps you on your toes keeps you sharp it keeps you wanting to do like extra extra behind uh same behind to do extra sorry at the you know the training grounds working with the manager working with you know set piece coach whatever and you know i think i think that could that could make a big uh a big difference uh, to hibs in the second half of the season obviously you know montgomery is quite a cautious guy he wouldn't want to kind of, you know, throw all his eggs in one basket and say, you know, yeah, we're going to have, you know, LaFondre playing against Forfer, we're going to have Jay Doyle Hayes coming back, Chris Cannon will get 20 minutes. I mean, they might do. I mean, I'd be surprised, um, admittedly. But, you know, I think he just, he doesn't want there to be that that burden of expectation and sort of, you know, putting too much pressure on the players when, you know, there's probably going to be a little bit of uncertainty for them coming back. You know, we've seen Chris Cadden talking about taking those first steps um, without the moon boot after he uh, damaged his Achilles and Jake Doyle Hayes is another person who, you know, has had so much bad luck with injuries in the past sort of maybe 12 to 18 months that there's going to be, you know, there's maybe going to be that little bit of doubt at the back of the mind or that little bit of nervousness. And, you know, I think it just goes back to Montgomery saying that he puts the person first and the player second, that it's just making sure they're in the right headspace to come back, but also, you know, physically able to to make an impact and, and not just, not just kind of take a spot on the bench to, to make up numbers. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just to finish off today, um, we'll take a wee look at the return of competitive action this weekend. Hibs are away up to 
Forfar and the Scottish Cup. Um, have you been to Station Park before? Or is this a first for you? Uh, this is not a first for me. Um, I was at Station Park no. during the 2020-21 season. Um, I think Hibs had an away game in the League Cup group stages, um, which David Gray scored a late header. Where have we heard that before? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was always a ground I'd wanted to take off. Um, and it was just a shame that I ticked it off on what was a sort of cold October midweek night with no supporters in the ground. Um, so I think it will be, you know, it's it's a it's a Scottish Cup game. It's the return of domestic football. It's Saturday three pm. Um, by all accounts, you know, big big travelling support heading up from Edinburgh, and mm-hmm. um, you know, quite sort of intriguing. I think you know, far for having um, Ray McKinnon in charge, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think um, you know, I think they, they'll they'll fancy their chances maybe of uh, of causing a wee bit of an upset. And you know, from a Hibs point of view, I think you you sort of maybe see what they've been working on in Dubai. Um, you know, if there are not expecting to see kind of a totally different team, but I think, you know, obviously difficult to gauge against a, a League Two team. But I'd be very surprised if we didn't see at least some uh sort of changes, some improvements to to what we were what we were seeing before the break. So I, th- I think it'll be it'll be a good test for Hibs. Um obviously the main aim is to is to get into the into the hat for the next round and you know I as Nick Montgomery keeps telling us repeatedly, he takes it one game at a time. And, you know, he, he doesn't strike me as the kind of manager who would, um, you know, disrespect lower league opposition by putting out a, a kind of hugely rotated squad. Um, I mean, obviously, he doesn't really, have a, doesn't really have the option to put out a hugely rotated squad <laughs> have a huge squad to rotate. But, yeah, um, unless he puts the boots on himself. You'd imagine he'd, kind of, he'd like this kind of game, I'd, I'd imagine. <laughs> A bit, bit different from the the twenty five degree temperatures in uh, in Dubai though, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's the kind of game where you you might see one or two changes that would be unexpected. Um, I think I think after a sort of cameo appearances, people have been calling for Rudy Milotnikov to to get a chance from the start. So that's that's something that you know Montgomery might be tempted to do possibly, um, just because that if he sort of plays that. Um, that kind of formation where he's got one centre forward slightly behind the other, then I think you know Rudy fits that. Call it number ten, call it playmaker, call it what you want. But I think he sort of suits that role. He's he's very much not a sort of you know old fashioned central midfielder. He's he mm-hmm. sort of loves to sort of flip, um, you know, in the sort of final third behind the striker out to the wings and stuff like that. So I think you know that that's something I personally would like to see. I think that would be uh, I think be a good game for uh, for Rudy to kind of you know test himself against. Against a sort of you know a senior SPFL side for you know 70, 75 minutes. Um I think that'll be useful for his development. I don't I don't think you want to make too many changes. I think you you know the League Cup game against Falkirk under Lee Johnson, I think would still be fresh in the minds of many Hibs fans where he, he made quite a few changes that ultimately backfired with with Hibs losing uh losing one nil, despite having the sort of bulk of the the sort of possession in the second half, just couldn't find the couldn't find a way through. So you know, I, I don't think I don't think Montgomery is the kind of manager who would be, uh, you know, tempted to do something like that and, and sort of totally mix it up. But it'd be nice, I think, if he did sort of see this as an opportunity to, you know, give some players, you know, a chance to to show what they can do. Josh Landers is another one. Kanai Omega, obviously, cup tied as we as we said, um, and you know, I, I think it'd be it I wouldn't be surprising to see Rory Whitaker as well. I think, um, you know, getting a Getting another start at right back, which will only be good for his development. So yeah, 
as as has often been the case with Hibs this season under Montgomery, there's there's quite a lot of subplots to it. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think ultimately the the main thing is just making making sure you get through what you know has the potential to be a, a bit of a tricky a tricky game, and, and weather as well could play a big part. Um, so. Yeah, we shall we shall see what Saturday brings. Yeah. It is one of those things you just want to get in and out with a result because it's when you're a Premiership team and going to League Two, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a no win for you in a way. It's that you you win the game, you know, unless I think obviously unless you, you know you rack up the goals and people will be like, well, you know, it's a League Two team. Obviously, you you should be winning it, and then obviously if you don't win it, then it's uh, it can be complete carnage. Um, for for I was just having a look eighth in League Two. Um, this season they've won, played twenty and won four of those. So I mean, I don't know. I know there is a there can be a you know a fair level of fatalism among the Hibs support at times. So I don't know whether that stat makes people feel more or less confident um, about this game. Maybe you can let us know. Uh, yeah, chuckle, your, your, yeah, your chuckle there, Patrick suggests maybe that it makes you feel slightly less confident. Um, I d- <laughs> But, All I'm um, saying is, I think you should go in disguise to Station Park on Saturday. I think, I think you've done it now. Um, no, it's, it's all right. If, if you, so, if this okay, if 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 Hibs go out this weekend, then I, I give everybody permission to to pin that on me. Um, but it is, it's you know, it's it is a game that you, they, they will expect to win. Uh, kind of fourth. I'm not exactly setting the head a light in League Two. I know they'll be up for it. But you, you would imagine, you know, with the greatest of respect to fourth, you you, know, you think Hibs will have enough. To, um, to get the job done, but as I said, if that doesn't transpire, then you can direct all your anger. Um, you can direct it all this way, and I apologise in advance. Um, but I think that's all from us uh, today. Before I make any uh, more potential blunders um, in, in terms of Jinx and Hibs results. Um, so yeah, thanks as always for joining us. We really do appreciate it, and we would obviously very much appreciate it as well if you subscribed to our YouTube channel. Um, the piece that I alluded to earlier on about um, Hibs' performance in the latter stage of games, that'll be up on the website tomorrow. And then on Friday, we'll have everything from Nick Montgomery's press conference. And then, of course, we'll have full coverage from Station Park on Saturday. So, yeah, as always, thanks very much for joining us and we'll see you again next time. Thank you.